0: Listening to Thirty on Broadway talking blue shirts on the Face Off Hockey Network.
1: Apropos of nothing here, Chris. Because I know we're we're doing a you know a live episode, so we're recording this you know for the regular thirty on Broadway podcast. As we are doing this live, I just got to say because I, I, I'm going to keep it to our usual shtick and banter. Oh. Dude, I am exhausted. You're I, exhausted. D- I like absolutely unequivocally. I've been beat since Monday. Like it's, um, I like I just right now, and thank God, I got a brand new computer chair, because my fat ass broke my other one, and can hold up to 400 pounds, so if I ever... Dude, by the way, Chris, if I ever get as big as 400 pounds, please smack the shit out of me. I, I will. Uh, thank okay. you, because yeah, like, I, I gotta get myself back into the gym. I, like, I stopped working out a very long time ago, because partly because of my back issues and everything else, but yeah, I'm getting to the point now where I I got to get back into the gym.
0: Well, I think that I think that goes for all of us. I think that goes for anybody, to be honest. I mean, I hell, COVID has been a freaking screw-up of that. That's been a royal pain in the ass. But, hey, this has been the first time. So this is almost a little bit of a throwback to um, –
1: Blog Talk? Blog Talk. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: A little bit of a throwback. We haven't done something like this in a very long time. Um, God, what about what? At least seven, maybe more years.
1: Uh, maybe actually
0: more. Because Block Talk Radio, when we did, when 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 we did the Thirty on Broadway, or we did well, we didn't do Thirty on Broadway. What, what was the
1: what was the show that we had? No. Okay, so the last show I did with you on Blog Talk was back in the Hockey Craze days.
0: Yeah, but was it Hockey Craze Radio? Was that just all it was, or was it New York? Like, there was something else to it, wasn't there?
1: Uh, I did Two for Roughing with Sean.
0: We had the Two for Roughing show. We had, oh, well, we had the, yeah, there was the Blue Shirts one.
1: But I had, the last thing I did on Blog Talk that was, I did, uh, uh what you call it in the blue uh in the slot in the slot radio oh yeah that's right
0: in the slot that's right yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, so i mean we haven't done we haven't done something like this in a very long time and yeah so it's been at least eight years a little over eight years yeah since we've done like a live i know we dabbled with you know with, with with color cast a little bit but you know, that, that wasn't the same thing. That was more like, day, you know, game stuff. This we're actually going to do our podcast. And we figured the game's on TNT tonight for the Rangers and Flyers. And we usually have been postponing our podcast as of late, depending on the schedule. Because if the Rangers were playing Tuesday night, because we typically record 30 on Broadway on Tuesday nights. Yep. But we were typically, depending on the game, we would push it off and do Wednesday just to get the reaction. Um, just to kind of get our thought with the game. And then uh, we would circle back and, you know, record a day late. This week, it was a little bit unique because we had the back-to-backs, so we didn't want to record during the Carolina game because I was really interested in seeing how that game played out, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I also, um, you know, if the game's on TNT tonight, and it's against Philly, and... I can watch the Philly game and do the podcast at the same time. This is one of those games that's you know you're already seeing lineup changes, a, a few subtle ones. You know he obviously knew that Georgie was going to be in net tonight for the for the for the Rangers. There was no way Georgie was going to play. Um, you're seeing you know Lafreniere is out of the lineup. Lafreniere, who's in a bit of a slump, hasn't had a, a point. I think in what eight straight. I believe it is. Uh,
1: I'll tell or, you right now,
0: Hold or something on. about that. Um, oh, I'll tell you right now, which is probably. I mean, you look probably just. You know, this is the type of game where you're gonna you're gonna sit guys, you're gonna sit players. Filipeedel's back in the lineup. You know, see what we get out of him. You know, Heedle's been. I don't know. Well, you know, we can we can touch on on Heedle in a little bit as well because there's stuff, there's stuff there. Um, So
1: after after a six game point streak, yeah, Laugh hasn't had a point now in eight straight since he had two point game against Buffalo. You know whether it's just to give him a night off. I
0: mean, it's it's I I I can just imagine it's probably to give him a night off. I would. Yeah, I'm not reading too much. I'm I'm
1: not reading into it. I I would imagine, like just now, I'm going to pull up the Rangers' remaining schedule here. I could imagine Saturday against Detroit, you might see Adam Fox not in the lineup for that game. Uh, the last week of the season, the back to back against Carolina and Montreal, I could see you possibly not playing Artemi Panarin against Montreal.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, this I, is the I, point know, where.
1: there's So, you know, I, I don't think the Rangers are, are going to risk anyone important getting hurt the only guy who i think is not coming out of the lineup for any game
0: for any reason right now is number 20 and oh, i think you, that's
1: you you mean ck 50
0: i think i think that the i think he is going to be in the lineup and you gotta you gotta wonder if it's, if it's gonna happen he's four away from tying Yager. He's four away. So let's let's jump off with all right. So what do you what do you want to jump into first with the? I mean, we're we're like thirty minutes from puck drop. It's about seven o'clock. We know the puck's not going to drop on this game for you know a, a freaking half hour because TNT has kind of picked up right where NBC left off. No surprise there. What, let's talk about you know what. Let's let's jump into the Ottawa game. So from our last episode, um, our last episode. We saw the Rangers at home blank the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Sidney Crosby-less Pittsburgh Penguins, um, royally get under their skin. Um, Just, I I mean, look, they just took it to the house on the Penguins. They've got the Penguins' number right now. Um, It's been great to see, because Pittsburgh is probably, outside of Philly and the Islanders, probably one of my most hated franchises in the NHL. So anytime that we could see... The Rangers beat up on Pittsburgh, or hell, anytime I see the, the Pe- Penguins get beat up anywhere, I'm enjoying it. Um, thoroughly love the fact that Malkin got suspended for four games. Um, I, I was just laughing my ass off, honestly, at the people that were trying to justify Malkin's cross check. I forgot who the player was, but um, that's what happened. Borbietzky, yeah, Borbietz, yes, yeah.
1: And I, I know, you Ooh, know, Cindy don't. Who? Sidney Crosby his. also cut off his finger. Remember a couple of years ago. Wasn't that Mathak? I thought it was Borbietzky. Maybe it was Mathak. I thought it was Mark Mathak. I don't know. I, I could be wrong. But, you, you know,
0: so the Rangers have, have have really just dominated Pittsburgh this season. They've it's It's been, you know, especially Honestly, late.
1: The Rangers are one bad call away from potentially being 4-0 against the Penguins this year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah,
0: from the last game of the Ryan Lindgren call. Um so we had that. We then had Saturday, you fast forward to Saturday, you and I are at the Garden for the Ottawa game. And that was a game that I have I honestly myself, I have not seen the Rangers dominate a team outside of probably what, the Philly
1: game last year? Yeah.
0: Where Meek absolutely off.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know how it appeared to people that were watching on T V. And but that was a complete and utter domination it was, oh, it was one ridiculous
0: of, it was ridiculous
1: it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen and also and I, I told you this while we were at the game I was like Panera knows he's the best player on the ice for either team and every time he had the puck Saturday night he was just toying Ottawa
0: it, it was it was it was laughable at points like
1: he, it, he was making it a mission just to make every single player on Ottawa that came near him look, make them look stupid.
0: Yeah, it, it could have easily. You know, Forsberg made saves in that first period. I know the Rangers gave up that early one. It was a terrible goal, but from that point forward, I mean, it was just, it, it was ridiculous. And a, a thing that I kept that I I brought up that I was I was mentioning while I was I mentioned to you earlier while we were watching the game while we were there. You know, there's been a lot of talk, and I know he's out of the lineup tonight. I know Laugh is out of the lineup tonight, so whatever. Um, But a lot of talk earlier in the season was, oh, look at Lafreniere. Look at Lafreniere versus Tim Stutzler. Well, the interesting thing to me was in that game, and I don't know how this appeared on TV. Maybe it was different on TV, but in person watching the game, there's always those players that you look at, um, from the other team that you're always kind of like interested, you know, like if Edmonton comes to town, you're, you're paying attention. You, you want to see dry You want to see McDavid. um, You want to see, you know, maybe Mike Smith give up the, the Georgie S goal. Um, but, you know, you have when these teams come in, you know, Detroit, you want to see, you know, uh, Lucas Raymond right now, you know, a cider guys like that. Tim Stutzla on, on Ottawa, Tim Stutzla and, and Kachuk, are two players that you're gonna be paying attention to because these are two up and coming players. I mean, Brady Kachuk's captain of the team, young captain, and honestly, I don't remember seeing Stutzla on the ice at all. And I know that's—I know he was on the ice, but I just—he had
1: no impact at all. It was—it was very. And I said to you, dude, if you didn't tell me that he was playing, I never would have known. Yeah, I mean, there was it, there was no. I mean, I I honestly
0: don't remember him getting a shot on goal. He might have. Well, but, to be fair though,
1: Ottawa didn't get many shots on goal. They didn't. They, they Ottawa they might have blocked more shots than they actually had shots.
0: That's probably. I mean, you're you're probably not wrong. I mean, they, they actually put up. Uh, you know what? The funny thing is, they put up 22 shots <laughs> on goal, and I know at one point they had nineteen blocked. Um, I don't know if this game report is going to give me the blocked shots or not. But, you know, it was just – it was an interesting because a well, lot of times this year people have been saying, oh, well, Lafreniere is a bust. Lafreniere is terrible. Look at Stutzla. Well, Stutzla is the top,
1: top-line top guy
0: in Ottawa. And he's not exactly lighting it up.
1: You know, Alexi Lafreniere and, – and this brings me to one of my first points, and I'm glad you actually brought this up because – When you look at Lafreniere, yeah, his numbers may not wow you. He's got 25 uh, 25 points this year. But he's doing it playing, you know, without power play one time. Very sheltered minutes. This year, well, this year he had more first-line minutes. And when he actually had first-line minutes, even on his off wing, he was able to show you what he's capable of doing. And to be fair, too, he should have about eight, nine more points than he currently has. Because there's been a lot of assists that this team has... He, he has set up guys left and right this year with chances that they have not buried. Right. So... Yeah, it, I mean, through
0: 72 games, he's got 15 goals compared to Stutzel's 17.
1: And that's without him getting power play one time.
0: And And for the majority of his time, not seeing top six action.
1: So... I will, I like,
0: I, I, and I'm not knocking. I'm not, I don't mean that to knock, I don't mean that to knock students. No, I,
1: I think people, they don't take things into account when they look at things. I think people want to put things in a nice box and tie it with a ribbon. Well, this is what it is. And it's not always that way. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to take into account all the factors and there are different factors for every situation whether or not people want to agree to that, then that's their problem. But if you wanna actually look at things objectively or you wanna be a Greg Woshinsky of the world and just look at things like a biased moron, well that's on you. <laughs> so I'm actually glad
0: you I was gonna mention that. I was I was gonna mention and I'm and I'm not saying that to knock Stutzla. That's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm saying like you have to look liar, at you're not Stutzla. You don't it's like Stutzla. Well no, Admitters. because people people will say, Hey, um you know, well, Lafreniere is doing this, but Stutzel is doing that. And it's two completely different situations. But when you actually look at – when you actually break it down and actually sit back and look like you said, you see a lot of a lot of promise, I should say, on, on the Lafreniere side. Um, and actually, Vince Mercogliato basically said, yeah, the reason that Lafreniere is out of the lineup is to
1: give him rest. Totally fine. I love that TNT right now, by the way, highlighting Andrew Cop. Just saying, I, cop. I love – I love not Ryan Spooner. Very good hockey player. <laughs> so yeah, we'll. Um... By the way, though, his his goal on Saturday night was a thing of beauty.
0: It was a rocket of a wrist shot from close in. I mean, it was it, yeah, it was a beauty. But this actually brings up an interesting an interesting point. Um, well, should I just keep rolling through the games? Let's just keep rolling through the games. Well,
1: I was gonna say if if if. Um, if anybody has any thoughts or comments or questions about the Rangers as we move towards the postseason, just hit the the uh, and we and, and Chris will because Chris is actually emceeing this. Chris will uh, will bring you on and we we will we will do our best to give you our our insight and our thoughts. Oh yeah, we've got
0: as as we've got one, so we'll do that right
1: after. So I want to talk about
0: the Carolina game real quick, and then we'll open it up. So. Look, I thought the Carolina game, I, I thought by and far, by and large, this was a solid a solid game from both sides. I thought it might not be the, the high, high playoff tempo, but it had that tight checking, that tightly contested, um, you know, we're not going to give an inch, they're not going to give an inch kind of style to it. And unfortunately to me, really, the opening of the third period, the Rangers took their foot off the gas, and it burned them. And they against got a team like Carolina, money. that's they what's going to happen.
1: They got careless, and they learned a lesson. But overall, I thought, th- I thought the score
0: doesn't really represent. It. I know it's because of the empty net goal, but when you looked at, you know, the I think it was Money Puck with the deserve to win meter was more in favor of the Rangers. Um, Valaketz, uh, his analysis, his analytics charts. Showed that it was pretty freaking even game. I mean, you almost couldn't have gotten more even, um, than than the way it looked on there. So, you know, it's just one of those where you're not going to win them all, and unfortunately for the Rangers, they just they to me they took their foot off the gas, and and it burned them in the moment.
1: Yeah, well, Carolina has been a thorn in our side for years. So, <laughs> oh god. I, really, no, sorry. Okay, I'll, <laughs> I'll be, I'll be nice. I'm sorry. Okay. Right. Hey, nah, look, they, look, They did it,
0: sweep us in the play-in.
1: Look, it was, it was a, it's a, it's a lesson that a young team is going to learn on their way to becoming a great team. Carolina, as currently built, is a great team. I will not take anything away from Carolina. They are a phenomenal team. They are a phenomenally well-coached team. The Rangers. And early on, Carolina looked off balance with the Rangers with the new look Rangers that they haven't seen yet this year. They did. They did not look like they were ready for the Rangers team speed. And then the third period, the Rangers got careless and they learned the lesson and they got taught a lesson.
0: Yeah. And the worst thing to do, worst thing to do is give up an early goal the way they did. And, you know, it's just that's how it happens. I mean, that's how things go sometimes.
1: Hey, Carolina locked it down after that. They locked it down the neutral zone, and they, and they took away the Rangers' speed. Look, can't be mad when you lose to a team that's a legitimate cup contender.
0: No, in, in a game that you weren't blown out, the doors weren't blown off, you weren't embarrassed, you, you really had a bad stretch of a game, and that's going to burn you. Most times in the playoffs, that's going to burn you. I mean, that's just how it is. And, you know, I mean, there's really not much more you can say about it. Not but I, uh, Kreider got his fiftieth. They made it interesting at the end. Unfortunately, they got the empty netter, but you know, Kreider, which we'll we'll talk about in 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 a moment, is now charting down for fifty four or fifty five.
1: And you're stunned. I am. I really am. I, I I I don't know what to say after that. You are you're speechless. I yeah. Mark it All down. Well, right. perfect
0: time to go to Papa Bees, who requested to come on. There we go. Let's see if I can get him
1: on. It, it, it's not that hard to do, Chris. I promise. I know. I I oh, set man. him up. He's muted. I have he, to unmute. He, no, he knows. He, he, don't worry, Bees okay. has done this before. Don't don't oh, right. okay. don't, don't you it. worry.
0: I didn't know you were the resident Twitter expert.
1: Uh, sometimes I, you know, I know, I know something. You know, all things.
0: All right. Well, we'll keep him on on, on speaker mode, and then when he up oh, there, I'm, he is. I'm here. I was waiting for the segue. What's going on, guys? <laughs> How's Not it going? Much.
1: How are you? Not bad. A couple of
2: things. Um, Carolina game was, was fine. The only negative out of Carolina game was how they kind of really stifled the power play. The Rangers really, I think they had three power plays in the first period, and they just couldn't really get anything going. They had trouble getting into well, that the is zone. True. That's that is the true. only negative I really, really take out of that game. Uh, it was a playoff type game. You know, close game. You know, no issues with it at all. To go about Lafreniere, like you guys were talking, I was at the Ottawa game, too. And, you know, like like you guys said, they skated circles around the Senators all night, with the exception of the third line. I thought the third line was terrible. Chalk it up to Kako coming back, and they just couldn't get anything going. I know Lafreniere, I think he took a stick in the face, a puck in the face, and then got hit with a shot late. I, I think he just had a tough night. And, and got beat up a little bit.
1: True, I that was one line that I thought looked. I would say, yeah, it would it would have been the worst line out of the four. I surprisingly, I thought the fourth line was what it it, it was. It had its moments. The fourth line looked damn good on Saturday night, and I was actually shocked that they looked that good. And the best thing that I can say about the fourth line was they had sustained offensive zone time, which was a, a, a great thing to see. And, you know, it's one of those things where I won't get carried away because it is Ottawa, but that is something, especially come playoff time, that, you, you know, it, is going to be a big key. Like, for me, I got asked today, do I have a preferred opponent for the Rangers in the first round? And I said, yeah, my I, I want Pittsburgh.
2: I want uh, Pittsburgh, too, just because also the way the rest of the, the East falls in, into place. You know, not that you say Pittsburgh, you're going to walk over them, but I'm confident with the Rangers going against the Penguins. But all the other matchups kind of, like, take out teams that, that I don't want to see, possibly.
1: Yeah, and, like, I, the one thing about Pittsburgh that I, I brought up that I think the reason why I want them, you know, why I want the Rangers to face them is I think when you look at lines one through four, the Rangers are a matchup nightmare for the Penguins. I don't think the Penguins have a line, maybe outside of the Jeff Carter line, that could really, really match up depth-wise with the Rangers. Now the Rangers have, you know, and this goes back to Chris Drury and crediting Drury for what he did at the deadline. They have four lines that can all score but also can play physical. They can they can grind out shifts offensively. And then, you know, everybody comes back in healthy. You bump Dryen the Hunt out of the lineup, and you roll with Goodrow, Reeves, and Rooney. That's a damn good fourth line, and that's a line that would give Pittsburgh fits, especially the cross line.
2: No, I, I agree, and I think I told you the last time we spoke, like, I'm not a big um, Tristan Jari guy. You know, I'll take my chances against him in a series. I, I just, you know, that's me personally.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's like, I mean, when you look at it, outside of outside of Tampa Bay, the Rangers are going to have the best goaltending in, in the postseason. Right.
2: I feel the same way against Freddie, you know, with Freddie Anderson. Let's see him in the playoffs. Let's see if he, he's the same animal that, he, that he's been this season. You know, oh, yeah. and that, that being said, you know, it's just Sterkin's first playoffs too you know he he's been fantastic all year. Hard to believe he he's going to spit the bit now.
1: Well, and it's one thing about about Shesterkin too that you know and look Chris, I don't know if you guys listen to the podcast too often. You'll often hear Chris dog the KHL cuz Chris does not like Mother Russia. So <laughs> but I always I always defend the KHL because Chesty played in the KHL playoffs. He's won the Gagarin cup. I think when you, when you look now, I think it's different now than it was years ago where you have all these different tournaments. You have kids playing in high pressure situations from the time that they're 13 years old. It's like, I I think I, I don't think that players now, especially young players get phased by the moment as much. I think maybe there may be a little of it, a little bit of that still. But like, Chester can going into the playoffs this year. Like, I'm just, I'm not even concerned because I, I just feel like he knows what's expected. He, you know, he understands the moment. Maybe he'll have one rough game, but then after that, I think his nerves will be in check and he'll just, he'll, he'll do his thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, at times this season he's been so locked
1: in that you're actually surprised when he gives
2: up a goal. Yeah, like, I mean, he's just that fundamentally sound, and he's just, I mean, he's really, I know everybody always says it, to go from Lundqvist to Shusurkin, it's really.
1: I don't know how he did it. It's almost, (laughs) I I, I honestly, the only thing I can compare it to is going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's
2: a good analogy. But
1: like, in my lifetime, that's probably the, the closest thing I can come up with.
2: No, that's fair. But, you know, these last 10 games, you were talking about the fourth line before. You know, pretty much they got 10 guys who would know they're going to be in that playoff roster. And, and the guys like Reeves and Rooney. I'm guessing are going to be there, too. But, you know, I guess these guys think they're playing, playing for a spot
1: in, in the playoffs.
2: So they're really going to leave it all out there these, these last 10 games.
1: Oh, for sure, and I, and one thing too, I like, I, I don't think last night was the death nail in the in the Rangers' chase for, for first in the Metro. It definitely made it a lot harder, but they do have one more game against Carolina this year, so they could split the season series. But if the Rangers haven't finished up with a strong stretch here, they can still, even though they're four points back at Carolina, they'll definitely need some help they could still take first in the Metro. So I I definitely think that's another thing that Gallant will be reminding his guys of too, as as they, as they get closer here to the end. So it's one of those things where do you, you know, do you feel comfortable in your matchup against Pittsburgh or look, you know, nobody expected us to make it, you know, to have this good of a season, you know, do we want to, even push it further and and win the division when nobody saw that coming. I I think the
2: the goal of these last games is obviously to play well and find your spots, but just to stay healthy. Let, let's let's go in, into the playoffs of if, if you could tell Gallant right now, listen, the playoffs could start tomorrow. You're locked into the two seed, and nobody will get hurt. And you, you're starting the playoffs with your full complement of players. You know, with the exception of maybe Mott, I I bet he would sign up for it. You know, first place in the metro doesn't mean that much. Rather, just go in healthy.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Yeah, and I don't think you know. um, You know, I don't think you want to. You know, play the game of oh, we're going to play for our matchup. Like we want to. Like if you're Galat, I don't think Galat is sitting there going, "I don't want to go into first. I don't want to take first overall." I I think it's you know you don't you don't ever want to play the well. Pittsburgh's the team that I want. Because you might get more than what you wish for. Because you know, don't forget the play-in year. We we ran over Carolina that season.
1: No, we didn't. Because they've been a nightmare. They, they, they... <laughs> Stop. No, that that is that is inaccurate, as the Stop. interwebs told me last night. Stop. That's so
0: okay. <laughs> we we were only, I think, what eighteen and one in the nineteen or something like that. But <laughs> well, um... 8
1: eight. We've we now we've won eighteen out of our last twenty at home against Carolina.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you, you just never know. The playoffs are a different animal. I'm of the believer this Pittsburgh team is is the, probably the weakest in the Eastern Conference, so the matchup is probably the most favorable. I don't know
1: about that. I think Washington is actually weaker than Pittsburgh. Who is? Washington. I mean, they might be, but Washington's playing pretty damn good hockey late. They are, but does Washington really scare you? I mean, Washington, I mean, Washington I mean, plays a little more
2: physical, I think. And, you know, with, with some of the youth of the Rangers, like, I, I could see that being a little bit of an issue. Pittsburgh just really doesn't scare me
0: at all. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh is the easiest team to take off their game.
1: Well, just look at, yeah, like, like I mean, said, with Borbietzky and the Malkin incident. And, it, it, and look at it, the game before
0: with, with with what we did with Malkin. I mean, with, with half of the freaking roster.
1: By the way, I, Igor waving goodbye to them is one of the greatest things I've ever seen hilarious. in my life.
0: It was hilarious. It was like, absolutely hilarious.
1: I have never gotten so happy at something after a win. The only thing that I, I thought was probably funnier was Brendan Lemieux doing the storm surge after we beat Carolina a couple of years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a pretty good one. But, you know, I, I look at the East and I mean, honestly, there really isn't a team. There really isn't a team that scares me.
1: Oh no, Carolina, Tampa Bay. More that.
0: Well, I would say you know Carolina, but Tampa Bay has been kind of up and down. But like that's one of those things where it's like, do you want to poke the bear of the team that won the cup back to back?
1: No, like so you I'd don't. I'd talk rather about somebody,
0: somebody to else scared. do it. Florida scares me a little bit. Been a few
2: times this season, notably Florida and Colorado, where the Rangers just. They got skated around. Their speed and just the way they move the puck and their ability to score quick like it scares me. Well see the, the caveat yeah. there
1: is Go ahead.
0: their goaltending of late has been terrible.
1: Most notably Florida, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's been that's been the biggest thing. Offensively, I, I would probably say there there isn't a better offensive team. In the Eastern – well, there isn't. I don't think there's a better offensive team in the NHL besides Florida. I think what well, Colorado, yeah, they're the best offensive team right now. Um, yeah, I mean, they pretty much can score at will. But I've been seeing it, and I and I know it, unfortunately, because the last few weeks, Bobrovsky has hurt me big time on fantasy sports. <laughs> he, forward- has been, he has not been good. And Spencer Knight has been you know, up and down. That's a big question mark. And if Aaron Eckblad isn't healthy – in the playoffs, that's a big miss.
1: Um, I gotta tell you, I'm not loving this first period so far. I'm not. You know what? I'm looking at this as I don't really care. <laughs> bad fan, fake fan. No, it's but three, I, I
0: just I look three, at it to me, it's um, three minutes in. You're it's you already saying it's a bad first
1: period. I'm, I I just don't like like the Raiders have been hemmed in. Like this is this is this has been a very good start. This. What Philly's doing to us right now is what we did to Ottawa today.
2: Yeah, don't forget too. They're starting like an AHL goalie. They're, they're little, you know. They're they're a little sharp. Rangers on second end of a back to back. Let's let's just give it maybe oh, another yeah. two minutes before no, we start it. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I'm not.
1: I just this has been one of those where it can get on away from you fast, especially with Georgie in that. Well, I will say, Georgie's made a couple saves so far. He's made a couple good ones. He's made a couple of good saves.
0: Look, I look, I to me, this game means absolutely nothing. Like, like, like bees just said, off of a of a game like what they played last night against Carolina. You know, they have to go down to Philly and play in Philly. Philly's got nothing to lose anymore. They've got players that you know are going to try to prove something. Bobby Brink, for instance.
1: I was just going to say they brought in Bobby Brink from the, you know, the he's, national he's, champions. He's,
0: yeah, he's he's got something to prove. Um,
1: you no, know, a lot of these have, Flyers are playing for jobs next year.
0: Yeah, you got guys playing for jobs, and, you know, they're going to go out there. Look, I hate the Flyers. I think they're a joke of an organization, but they're still, they're, there's still a level of pride there. And they're going to play hard. I think that's part of – it's one of the things of when you're one of the better teams as the Rangers are, you're going to have a target on your back. And teams are gonna teams are gonna rise up or are gonna hold you know, either rise up and you or try to try to show that they can hang with you, or you get the Ottawas that just can't and there's nothing that they could do about it. And that's pretty much what you're seeing.
1: I I will say this, and and I'm glad you said that about having a target on your back. The 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 Rangers next year, and I think I do think part of early on, part of the early on Rangers success this year, I don't think a lot of teams thought the Rangers would be this good this year. Next year, there will be no illusions. Teams will be gunning for the Rangers from jump. So the Rangers are going to have to be ready to go like from, you know, from opening puck drop next year. Because it's one of those things, and we've seen it with teams in the past where you know they're good unexpectedly in a season, and everybody's like, "Wow, where did this come from? Nobody saw this coming." Then the next year they take a step back, and everybody's like, "Wow, what happened?"
0: Well, they, it's like look at Carolina—the first time they got to the Cup final. I think the it, following year that was the year they got they got ran over by Detroit, and I think the following year they weren't—they didn't
1: even sniff the playoffs. I don't think. I can't remember. Why are you asking? Oh God, was just buried somebody. We love to see
2: that. Georgia made two big saves there.
1: <laughs> Holy hell what a hit by truba
2: i got to admit i really really think that Truba and miller the last couple weeks have been their best defensive pair
1: yeah o- outside of the carolina the third period of the carolina game where i don't know what the hell Truba was doing
2: and that was they've been
1: truba. they've been extremely and miller might have had i thought saturday might have been his best game as a ranger but then but then against carolina he doubled down. And he played a phenomenal game against the Hurricanes. Oh, so here I, we go.
2: I, I got to admit, early in the season, like I was a little down on Miller, and I think he's a little overhyped. But I mean, he's really, really, really coming into his own, and you know, it's exciting to to think that that this kid's just going to get better.
1: The the best thing I could say about Miller li- this year, as the year's gone on, he's gotten under control, pinching, stepping up in the neutral zone. Yeah and creating odd man rushes the other way.
0: That's that's what that's what was was really kind of plaguing him earlier in the season and even like midway through last season and I I kind of wanted to talk about some of the players um, before we jump into some more stuff and you know Keandre Miller is one of them. Um, yeah, I think Miller has kind of shown you how good of an athlete he really is. Um,
1: in a Eventually, couple of ways. He made Slavin look stupid, which is no easy feat.
0: Yeah, well, it's just a, a couple of ways. First, he was predominantly a forward. Then switches to defense late in his, you know, his amateur career. Jumps to the NHL. Jumps onto the roster right out the gate. He does have his struggles. We know that. We knew he had his struggles. Um, there was the talk of, you know, should he have been in Hartford? You know, should he have gotten time down in Hartford? Should he have gone down to Hartford? earlier in the season, you know, the things that you were talking about, him jumping up in plays and and making bad reads and getting caught, you know, catching those two-on-ones and Trouba not necessarily playing those all that well and them not really complementing each other uh, really well at all. You've seen a big jump in the last, you know, month, maybe month and a half, maybe even two of Keandre Miller kind of coming into his own. And just some of the things that he's able to do offensively as a defenseman, especially in overtime, has been terrific.
1: He has been far and away one of the biggest bright spots over the last month. I mean, you know, just he has the ability to be electric with the puck. When he gets it, he gets it in space. Or when he creates space himself and uses his his, his legs, it, it, it is something very special to see. And did I did I say to you on Saturday that if he progresses and you know and gets better defensively and ups his offensive game a little bit, I'm not and don't radio me on this. I'm not saying he will turn into him. I'm saying he has that ability to be. If everything goes the right way, he can be. Maybe not Victor Hedman, but Victor hedman light.
0: I think if he – yeah, I mean, he's got to put on some size and and a little bit more strength, but I think that the tools are there, especially on the offensive side of the puck.
2: Well, I was going to say, and I'm not running the kid out of town by any means, is with the glut of defensemen that this team has in the system and the way he has played this year and the potential that the kid has – that, you know, he could be the, the centerpiece of, of, you know, to bring back some real talent to fill in the holes that the weakness that this team has.
0: He could. And, we, and we've talked about that on other, po- you know, on other episodes that we've done. Um, we've, we've talked about, you know, at a certain point, teams, you know, good teams or teams that are contending or that are on the doorstep for a championship. You know, not every pot prospect and not every player that you bring in or that you grow in from the farm or whatever is going to be there for the long haul. And there's a lot of different variables that could go into that. So, yeah, I mean, it's – it's you know, there's possibility. I mean, hell, we were we were thinking, you know, Filipito might not be here at the deadline. Now, fortunately, Drury was able to pull off, you know, basically all these moves with only really giving away oh. Morgan Barron.
1: Oh, I thought that was 51.
0: Um, oh, That was close. Oof. Um, but that's not to say that something happens in the off season, and you know Drury has to get creative with the cap and with some of the other moves that he has well, to make.
1: It's funny you know, that you that you said that. I think this is just me. I I think Miller's played his way onto the onto the onto the roster for the foreseeable future. If you're ranking the Ranger prospect futures right now. I think it's Lafreniere, you know, in terms of who's getting an extension, it's Lafreniere one or two, and then it's like a gap, and then it's Capo Caco. And it's not a slight on Caco. It's more so, you know, the, uh, what, is, what is it? The best, uh oh God, I forgot what the hell the saying is. It's like the best something is availability. And I can't remember, but, Kako has had issues staying on the ice. Oh, Panarin.
0: <laughs> Panarin and, got stood up.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. And it's one of those where if you can trade Kako, depending on his you know, how the league views him and bring back something that'll help the roster in the immediate future to contend for a cup, that's what's gonna happen. I personally I do not think Capo Kako will be here. For the long, like if and when this team wins a cup, I, I, there is a part of me that really believes Kako won't be around for it. I also think Nils Lunquist won't be around for it. I, uh, I, I think, I think when you Braden Schneider's played, when you look at Keandre Miller, like right now you're not jumping Schneider on the depth chart. You're definitely not jumping Truba, and you're not Jux. So, where, where is it for? Where is there an opening right now for Nils Lundqvist? There isn't.
0: Besides that, what the hell was Fox doing there on that defensive play? I don't know if yeah. you saw that—that that spin-a-rama throw. That he threw up into the high yeah. slot.
1: No, the Rangers have been very—they're a, a little sleepy. A
0: little sleepy.
1: No, they're uh, not. Uh, they're not sleepy. They're careless. Like this. This is just. This is just not. And this is what burned them against Carolina in the third period. For all the good that they did against Carolina in the third period, managing the puck and managing the game in, in 30 seconds on on, on Tuesday night. They threw all that away, and it lost them a game.
0: So, the thing I did want to – you know, you, you mentioned Kako. Um, I actually sure, thought – a
1: penalty. All right.
0: I actually thought on in the Saturday game at Ottawa, you know, Kako's first game back, I actually – I thought skating-wise, I thought Kako looked strong skating-wise. Now, the third line really didn't generate a whole hell of a lot in that game.
1: Oh, baby! What a snipe! Welcome Oof. back, Capo Kako! And there you go. <laughs> I
0: was just gonna say that didn't you know? Didn't really see a whole lot from him against Carolina, and I was actually pretty disappointed in his game. And then there you go. He actually had two beautiful shots there. That first shot off the draw before the what should have probably been a penalty was a was a snipe too. Ah, what a shot! That's a good one. He needs that. That's what they need
1: from Kapokaka. That was a great setup.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: that was the first time he's really had space in two games either. I mean... Yeah.
1: Well, it's one and it's one of those things that I, I've said about Kako is that he needs somebody who can open up the ice for him. He's not going to be able to create his own shot by himself. He needs... he, Which is why I want him on the right wing with Panarin. Right. Which is why... I also, unfortunately, would let Ryan Strome go to keep Andrew Cop. Right.
2: I was gonna I, just. I was just gonna say that he needs somebody to create space for him. And as much as I like Buckley Guggero, he's not that person.
1: Yeah. He, he Kako is one of those. He needs a playmaker on his on his line, whether it's whether it's his center or the the dynamic Artemi Panarin. He just needs somebody who can open up. That ice for him to allow him to do what he can do, and what he can do, like he like you saw there when he gets time and space, the boy can just let it rip.
0: And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see what you know develops with with Kako, you know, as we move on, especially as we get deeper into this and we get the postseason run. I'm really curious to see what.
1: I just I I gotta tell you, Chris. I'm sorry. I I just love how I went on a whole thing saying, I don't think Kako will be here if and when this team wins the cup. And he just turns around, all right, shut up, Nick. I've had enough of this. Well, the
0: funny thing is, I was just about to say that, you know, Kako comes back into the lineup. You know, he didn't do anything against Ottawa, but he he skated. I thought he was skating really well. And then they talked about how, you know, he worked on his skating while he was off, you know, obviously with his wrist injury. But then I didn't like how he really – you know, again on TV, he kinda looked like non existent against Carolina. So I was I was about to say, like, hey, I'm really interested to see what he does in Philly because this would be a game where if you need a guy to come out and kind of step up, this would be the perfect game for him and then boom, there you go. So I couldn't and, get and it I out say, I couldn't get it out fast enough. But I that's think all
1: right. I think not looking good against Carolina is more of a product of what Carolina does well than what he you know than what he's not doing. Like it's one of those things, and I know fans, sports fans, especially Ranger fans, seem to have this issue. When the Rangers lose, Ranger fans never want to give the opposing team any credit. But there's a reason why Carolina is one of the the four best teams in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just got to give credit where credit's
2: due. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to tip your hat and then nobody will have to do that. You can't, you can't, you know, it's not that they played bad, the other team just played a better game than them.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's and that's why I go back and I say I'm not worried I I really that game didn't bother me like yeah it sucks that they lost it but I'm not sitting here going oh man this is you, this is a, this is a problem because there really wasn't outside of that that them taking their foot off the gas you know what the issue was it wasn't anything that's like oh Jesus we can't play with these guys we're no. we're not in the same as them it was just a case of you, you, just, you took your foot off the gas it happens. Yeah, the, the other thing about Kako
2: is, you know, he, he was out a while. And, and yeah. you know, game speed is different than practice speed. And it's going to take him a few games to, to get back into the flow. You know, he's on another line. You know, he's got a different center. He he doesn't have the dynamic playmakers he was with. So it, it's going to take a little bit.
0: Yeah, and that's why I say this schedule coming up, you know, a, a schedule where you got Detroit, Winnipeg, the Islanders, you know, this is a great this is a great stretch of games here, these four, including this one tonight, to kind of get back into a rhythm and get into a groove heading into, you know, postseason play. Cause you know, coming out, you got Boston, Carolina, you got a Montreal game mixed in there and then Washington. Those are all going to be up tempo playoff style games. Because you know, who knows what positioning is still gonna be. You know, Boston's battling it out. They're trying to get into the top three of the Atlantic and they're closing in on it. You know, Carolina doesn't, you know, they want first overall in the division. Washington doesn't want to be a wild card team. So they're chasing Pittsburgh um, and they're making things interesting. So these games could potentially mean a lot, you know, coming into coming into the final two weeks of the season. And so this primer essentially before that is a real good time for a guy like Kako to get his bearings back and get
1: going for I what they're going to for- I gotta tell you too, Philadelphia really does really doesn't want to win this game. They they dominated about the first five minutes. Yeah, that that could be, right? that be another penalty, right?
2: That's a five
1: on three, Kevin. Fantastic, Thank you, Kevin. The the you know the Rangers right here. You get two two quick ones right here. It's right. game over.
2: Right, you could be staring at a seven nothing. You know, all the of Rangers. You were all round. worried three minutes into the game. I wasn't
1: worried. <laughs> I just said I didn't like the start. He
0: was concerned. He wasn't worried. He was concerned. concerned. Oh, that's right, concerned. Uh, all right, Ryan Strom, Nick. I want to talk about Ryan Strom. Can Whoa. I
2: just can I just give you one last thing on the point you were talking about the upcoming games? Oh yeah, sure. Go ahead. I would like to see Gallant establish the third line if it's going to be the kids. Let the kids play together for two weeks. This way they go into the playoffs together and see if th- this is going to be the group. Because based on their top six, if that third line could be as dynamic as we all dream and hope that, that this could be, you know, they're going to create a real matchup problem for a lot of teams. So, oh, I mean, that's sure. what I would like to see Gallant do.
1: I, I, I like that thought process. I, I I would really be a fan of that. I also, now now that we're on a five-on-three here, I have to bring it up. I was looking for a way to, to bring it up. Chris, Saturday night, what was the best part of that game besides the prime rib dripping off my face as they caught me on Garden Vision?
0: The best part of the game besides what? the prime rib?
1: Yeah, come on. Get a change.
0: Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had we had a fan sitting two two seats down from us who you know, Ottawa blocked, I think, eleven shots in that opening ten minutes of the first period is ridiculous. And then they're on the power play and there's no shooting lanes anywhere. Um oh yeah, no, no, no. You can't be taking shots at Kreider. No, 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 no. You can't be doing that. Oh how the times have changed. Um, but the the, the fan is yelling, shoot the puck. And we're like, where? <laughs> There's nowhere to shoot it. There's bodies all over the ice. Like, that was the one thing. If I could give credit to Ottawa, Ottawa did two things really well in that game, even though they lost 5-1. to one. one, they stayed out of the box, because I think they only took, what, one penalty in that game? And they got dominated. So Which was freaking remarkable. The and fact two, that they
1: were getting dominated to the extent that they were, and they only took one penalty was pretty impressive. I love Torts. Torts would have had a raging hard on. For the amount of blocked shots that
0: the Ottawa was taking in that game, it was ridiculous. Uh, it's just they couldn't keep the puck out of the net.
1: That was that was they were just they were they were outmuscled. Well, they, got, they got they got overwhelmed. It was yeah. It you know but, it, I said to you you know the Rangers keep putting pressure on and putting pucks on net. They were going to score three or four goals.
0: Yeah, I mean it was ridiculous. And but and then there was the other one where we're sitting there and they're like hemmed in their zone. I think it was we the, were hemmed it was, in our zone in the second period. Where it, it, was the like second one, period. it
1: was, the only, it was the literally only the only time I remember Ottawa getting sustained offensive zone time.
0: And the guy's screaming, get a change.
1: And we're like, how? <laughs> Ottawa had the puck and this guy's yelling, get a change, boys, get a change. It was like you can't you can't get a change when you're hemmed in your own zone and they're bringing all the pressure. Like what are we doing here? Like it it was one of the funniest things. Ever. And I said to Chris, I said, that guy clearly, and I I, I don't generally do this, but I I, Chris, I was like, that guy you could tell has never played a minute of hockey in his entire life, and he's just yelling out hockey cliches to make himself seem oh, how did he keep that out? Holy crap. Oof. Yeah, it was just funny because, like, the people
0: sitting around us all turned to look at the guy and were like, what? It's <laughs> was like, what are you talking about?
1: But, but hey. the, the, best, the, the best one was, though when Panarin walked the blue line with the puck and he's yelling, shoot. And it's not like you couldn't see because we literally sat behind Ottawa's net. So it's not like you couldn't see where the shooting lanes were. Ottawa literally, when Panarin walked to the middle of the ice with the puck on his stick, everybody in the box dropped and was crowded and was just taking away the middle of the ice. They were not going to let a shot come through.
0: Yeah, and it was. It, it was, was just one of those
1: things. It was like, where where would you like him to shoot the puck? I I just I, I enjoyed that. So okay, now what did you want to talk about? So well, Ryan
0: Strom, so so Ryan Strom is is an interesting topic. We talked about it um, when he came back in the lineup, and we said, you know, Strom has got to make an immediate impact here because. Cop has played so well. Basically every guy who has come into the lineup for the Rangers from the trade deadline had played really well. And Strom leading up to the deadline had played some of his worst hockey as a Ranger. I, I don't think there's any any bones yeah, about not
1: it. That's some of it was his worst hockey as a Ranger, period. And you know, I, I looked at,
0: you know, him missing the net as much as he was um, just, you know, the whiffs on, on some of the, the plays that he was making were, were absolutely atrocious. It, it was a step back to him playing Edmonton, like him in Edmonton, essentially. Um, it was, it was really just getting to the point where you're like, man, he's playing himself out of a contract or at least a contract raise. um, and he comes back. He looks solid, but he's quickly regressed back into the the way he looked before he got injured. And Andrew Kopp has played really well alongside Panera. He's played really well anywhere that he's been in the lineup. Frank Vetrano has been phenomenal. Um, you know, has Ryan Strong kind of played himself out of a contract with the
1: Rangers? I, I've been saying it since about the middle of February that Strom is literally playing himself off this roster. It, it, and it sucks because I really like Ryan strom I've liked him since he's become a Ranger. And it's been one of those things for, you know, for a year and a half I've been waiting for the regression that seemingly has never come. And now it looks like it's here. And it, it's, it, it is kind of sad because I think he is a good player. And, like, it, before the year, I, I was saying that re-signing him should have been one of Drury's top priorities. Yeah, we said that earlier to year. We said, I think, going
0: prior to his injury and prior to where he really started kind of struggling, we were sitting here going, whatever moves they do at the deadline, it can't upset the apple cart. It can't upset the balance of Ryan Strom. And it's like how quick that could turn. Is, is pretty remarkable. Um,
1: and I will Mike. say, Andrew Kopp has fit like a glove with Panarin. Oh, yeah, I he's, mean, been,
3: look, he's been been. Which, terrific. I mean,
1: look, it, it, it. and I mean, there is something to, and a lot of people say, well, it's easy to play with great players. You play with a great player, you're bound to, you know. But people will say that and then did not watch a minute of Kopp in Winnipeg this year, and he played on their second line, and he played really, really well for them. Yep. And he it, only in a couple more games played than Strom this year. He has more points than Ryan Strom. And he's and he's only got one point as a uh, one game as a Ranger without a point.
2: So, I agree with you guys are saying. I think a lot of it, you know, what happens in the playoffs is going to dictate what this team does
1: in the offseason. Oh yeah.
0: And that's actually that's actually a really good point. That's the point that I wanted to that I was going to follow up with. I think when we're talking about Ryan Strom or any of these players, you know, even to me, Philip, Philip Heedle it's like the the kid does, you know, he'll show you flashes, he'll he'll show you that ability, he'll be strong, and then he gets hurt. It's like anytime he starts playing really strong or really good, I feel like he just he gets hurt. Um. So it's like, you know, if you're going to bring back Vetrano, if you're going to bring back Cop, if you're going to bring back Ma, if you're going to make any other moves, there's going to be casualties from the roster. Strom would have to be one of those. But who else is uh, another potential potential casualty? But this was actually something I talked about, I think, last week's podcast or the week before, where I said the postseason is really going to tell you what happens. Now, if we go into the postseason and – cop and and are lighting it up there is no way in hell that if they get bounced out in the second round or conference final or whatever happens there is no way that Chris Drury after the deadline and after that can come back and be like no we're not bringing those guys back there's no way so you you have to expect that something's going to happen there now to the playoffs and they get the doors blown off of them in the first round then you could sit there and say well you know what was it just catching lightning in a bottle? And, you know, maybe. And who knows? But I think it's going to be more. I mean, I want it to be more of the latter. Definitely. Um, but I'm curious to see kind of how, well, that, how that all plays out.
1: I had wrote about it, about, you know, the the Rangers keeping Frank Toronto, And I had said, look, you can lose Frank Toronto, And I don't think Ranger fans would be upset if at least you try to keep him. And. He says no, I can get more money elsewhere, and he decides to walk. But if Drury just says no, I'm not going to bring. It, people would definitely be a little bit pissed off, and I am not happy that Braden Schneider went to the Rangers locker room. That is not good.
0: Oh, he took that shot right off the side of the face, of the side of the jaw. So is that is that what they're referencing? Yeah, they're showing on the clip right now. So, I, I, I so Tizzle wants to jump off, so I'm going to bring Tizzle on. Second to
1: connect. We, we do, we do appreciate you guys joining us for this this live thirty on Broadway episode. This is uh, the. I will say, Chris and I are not new to this. As we said, like we used to do this with Blog Talk back in the day. But this is our first like live episode in almost a decade. So we definitely yeah, I don't, had to knock the rust off a, a I bit don't know earlier. Blog Talk Radio is even around still. I think it is. I just don't think anybody uses it. What did I miss? Well, I'm enjoying it, it tonight. Thank you. I hey, appreciate it. We, we, are enjoy, we are enjoying having you on. It's been really fun. All right, I think we got Tizzle here. Yo. Ooh, let's... Oh, ha, ha. What's up? What's up? Uh,
4: you know, I'm here at work saving lives, being the hero the city needs and probably doesn't deserve.
1: <laughs> so he is the Dark Knight. I like it.
4: No, that implies I'm Matt Harvey, and I am not Matt Harvey.
1: Oh boy! No, oh. no, 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 no. Okay, I don't. I we we don't talk about Matt Harvey because yeah, no. The Dark Knight was forever referred to Batman because we love Batman, so it will never, never. Matt Harvey did never should have never called himself the Dark Knight. He didn't deserve. I
4: it. don't think he called himself
0: that. I think he was. Well, whatever. I don't the care. Mets. He should. I think have... that was probably like Mets media that dubbed uh, him that.
1: Whatever. I don't care. He should have said, "Nope, I'm not the Dark Knight. I'm not cool enough to be the Dark Knight." I, mean, I did though. I did. Me and my uncle we used to call him Fudgy the Whale. Oh God, dude! Because every... he seemed to get a little bit chubbier. Huh. Well. So I was hoping there was
2: a to... different
0: I was hoping there was a different reason for that. That was a little, no, little I actually the opposite
1: of what it should have been happening considering. But we used to yeah, considering. <laughs> but <laughs> we, we always used to joke and call him Fudgy the Whale. All
4: right, quick question for you guys, slightly off topic from hockey. Uh, oh. what do you guys care upstate New York?
1: Okay. Upstate New York is
4: anything past Yonkers. I disagree. Pass Yonkers. Anything, well, I don't know. Is Yonkers considered the Bronx? Once you get out of Yonkers, anything past that is upstate. <laughs> is Yonkers considered the Bronx.
2: I agree with Nick. Second thought, like
4: past Yonkers. Yeah, yeah Is would say is like Yonkers, Yonkers considered the Bronx.
1: That I'm not too sure of. But, I mean, you're like you're literally on the border of the Bronx when you're at Yonkers. But no, no. I think, what I mean, I mean, when you go out, when you go north of Yonkers, anything north of Yonkers
4: is upstate, right? Once I you pass the racetrack, track, you're upstate, exactly. North to me, anything north of the Bronx uh, uh, city line, city limits, is considered upstate. so and I always I felt. I, don't know I always that, felt I don't know like that includes. I don't know if the city limits include Yonkers okay, or so
1: not. Now you're gonna make me pull up a map of New York State because now, now I have to
2: do some things. Here, so. I think we're splitting hairs here. I mean, I think we're really, really close.
0: Yeah, because I, I always felt like White Plains was the like no, White, Plains, White, Plain, White
1: Plains, White Plains, White Plains, White Plains. Okay, see, Terrytown, I still con- I consider Connecticut, Connecticut. Yeah, that Terrytown to me is Southern Connecticut. It's not even close. White Plains
0: is it closer to Connecticut than Terrytown.
1: Okay, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna reassess my answer here. No, <laughs> shut up. I have a map of New York State now. Oh, okay, I'm glad.
0: Shut up. Do you know where Yonkers is now?
1: Shut the hell up. I always knew where Yonkers is. Shut up. I know you're a racetrack aficionado. So true. Okay, I'm gonna reassess my answer. Peak skill and northern is upstate. So now you're going... Peekskill is right... Is, is below Newburgh, and Newburgh is upstate New York. Oh, so you're going way up
0: from Yonkers. So, well, yeah, I'm really How did you guess. just stretch
4: like 60-something <laughs> miles? I think technically speaking, yes, uh, anything north of Poughkeepsie is technically considered upstate New York, but we all know... Well, no, no, no.
1: Well, no, Newburgh is before Poughkeepsie. So... And I, I, I I used to live I used I, I had a place about an hour and a half away from Kingston so it was way up in the mountains um so See, yeah. I always
0: just felt once you cross like White Plains and the the southern tip of Connecticut and you're still in New York I felt like you were in upstate at that point that was just me
4: I, I've always considered anything north of the of the Bronx and uh, of the New York City uh, limit uh, is, the, is considered uh, upstate.
0: Peekskill, Peekskill, oh, and make Westchester people real mad.
4: Peekskill and above.
1: Who gives that a damn? That is on my the official. That is my <laughs> official answer. Final answer.
0: I love how there is no like. <laughs> I just love how you went from Yawkers to Peekskill.
1: Well, because I had to reassess. That's
0: a big reassessment. That was some reassessment. Jesus it, it, Christ!
1: It, it was, but. I had to look at the map and reassess.
0: That is that is like that's well, like, technically it's, it's, miles, still the it? same,
1: it's still the same kind of thing
0: where Oh it's not that bad. It's thirty all right, thirty-five miles.
1: Yeah. So it's not that so like, yeah. But yes. Peak skill and up is is uh upstate New York. All right,
4: uh, another question for you guys. Pancakes, waffles, or French toast? What's your tier?
1: Oh, pancakes, French toast, and then waffles.
0: Yep. Same. I respect it. Same. Um,
4: I, <laughs> see, pa- pancakes are much easier to make. French toast just tastes better, but either one can be one first to me. I don't give a shit. And waffles are always gonna be number three out of the three.
1: Yeah, the the only thing good about waffles is that you can put ice cream on them. If you're ever in like a
0: bit, I was gonna say if you're gonna have waffles, like you gotta dress it up with something. I can't have it.
4: Nutella, ice cream. Yeah, like cream. yeah. If
0: you put Nutella on some waffles, yeah. I'd be I will. going to put Nutella on anything. Had... Oh man! Okay. All right, all right, all
1: right. This is like a guilty pleasure food of mine, and I've done it when I was drunk, but. I also did it when I was sober, and I loved it equally. (laughs) Pancakes with sliced up apples, caramel, and vanilla ice cream on
4: top. Okay. Banging. Okay.
1: Absolutely banging.
4: I make really good homemade chocolate chip pancakes. I respect it. There's nothing, I mean, hey, there's nothing as simple and as good as chocolate chip pancakes.
1: Wait, Chris. Okay. So, Dave Shapiro is now in here, and, and... I know because Becky has told me that Dave has some interesting food takes. Please bring Dave on like to hear some. I would like I would like Dave's food take opinions on this.
0: Let me, uh, I'll send him a quick invite. The host, your name is
4: Chris, right? Yes. Yep. All right. Question for you: Why you got to be so extra with your ex on your uh, Twitter name?
0: I didn't do that. Nick did that.
1: I did that. I was off of the top so when
4: I extra?
0: did. I am not in. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I was drunk when I did it. So,
1: like, dude, I was I was so happy on Saturday. I mean, I was yeah, being back in the garden, feeling feeling the building and, and okay, the electricity. Like, that back was, in
4: the garden since you fucking got your foot stuck in the seat?
1: No. That was – so, okay. That game was the first game I went to this year. It was October 29th or 30th against Columbus. Chester can
4: shut out, baby. Mm-hmm. Um Oh yeah, was that was that the one when uh when Merzlikins was talking shit to Kreider and Kreider scored two goals on him and, and talked yes. shit back in? Yes. Yeah, I was watching that game. That was beautiful. Yep. And I got
1: very, very drunk before the game. And we moved down a row and I was like, Oh no. I said to John, I said, John, I'm gonna get my I'm like, John, I'm telling you, my foot's gonna slide, I'm gonna get my foot stuck <laughs> in between the chair. And He's like, no, you'll be all right. I'm like, all right. uh." So, lo and behold, I did it. My foot slid, got stuck. Yeah, and it was one of the greatest 20-second videos ever taken. And on Saturday, funny enough, remember, Chris, those guys were, like, being dicks They didn't want to let us into the row? And they were like, why don't you go the row above us and go down? I was like, nope, not doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I was like, I refuse.
4: Uh, when you come up to New York for a game, where do you stay?
1: Uh, it depends. Some nights I'll crash at my grandparents' house. Um, In Brooklyn, right? Yep. And lately I haven't done that because my grandfather's been going through some stuff. So, um, I just been, uh, now if I like, if I come in for a game and I want to drink, I will take the mega bus out of Philly and then take the bus back to Philly. So. That is uh bus is, is
4: pretty is where it's at. I love that that company.
1: Yeah, they're they're pretty good except for when they get into the city where the guy literally took us down to the West Side Highway for no apparent reason. I, I I will
0: tell you a great spot, the Martinique, New York on Broadway. If you're looking for a hotel in the city, it's right I mean you can't get it's probably perfect distance if you're coming into the city from like grand S- um, getting down to Penn Station area, you're right down the block from the Garden. It's a great hotel.
1: Well, you're you're the hotel guy. I, as long I'm as they the as
0: long guy. as they don't you know pull the rates like they did for Saturday. I don't know why. I don't know why the freaking rates were so damn high for Saturday. But yeah, um,
1: otherwise, yeah, for
0: me, it's uh, leave the city and get home at two thirty in the morning. So
1: and hopefully not drive through fog like you did on Saturday. Yeah, that was always fun. But yeah. All right, so that was an
0: uneventful first period.
1: Uneventful. Um,
0: we've covered kind of. We we ran the gamut on everything.
3: Food takes.
0: We yes, we, we I, yeah. Nick I, was I, all. I, Nick jumped into food takes, and then Nick's like, "We got to get Dave on for food takes." Oh, yes,
3: you're going to regret that. I'm enjoyed. just warning you guys. You're going to regret that.
1: <laughs> I I'm just curious because Be- Becky was telling me about some of your food takes, and it got me curious, and it stuck in the back of my mind. So now. Because I, I would definitely like your opinion. I don't know if you've ever tried it, because I don't know too many people that have. But pancakes, apple slices, vanilla ice cream, and caramel. What are you, my kid? I might be. <laughs> you never know. Like, I mean, look, ask Chris. I am a giant child. Like, I really am. I that love, is
4: true. I am a was, I mean, you lost it. me in yeah.
1: pancakes.
3: Waffles are exactly. par superior.
1: Oh come Ooh. on! Whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not saying pancakes waffles, are bad, but you lost me there. It's waffles.
4: To add stuff on top of it.
3: you, know, you get a good you, waffles. Instead of making your usual breakfast sandwich, you get, you know, two waffles, some eggs, however you want them. There's a little maple syrup on them. You make a sandwich out of that. See, now
0: Dave's got a point there.
1: I've never done that, but I am that is I, I can it.
0: confirm that is and if you throw some bacon on it too, it is damn good. And you get the
4: salty sweet; it's just Listen, perfect. Not you. You can never go wrong with the B E C S P K. If you know, you know. There is <laughs> no no. There is no S P K. All right.
1: Wait a salt second! Pepper, you don't ketchup, put
4: salt is pepper
3: ketchup on salt, salt pepper ketchup is useless. If you're getting the right bacon or the right sausage, the one is fine. There, you don't need the salt pepper ketchup.
4: Ketchup. ruins no, what, what everything. You eating it. We just put it on because no oh, ketchup it. ruins everything. All right. Uh-oh. If you overdo it, yes, you're right. If you put just enough, it enhances flavor. Yeah, you may as well just put ketchup on your steak at this point.
3: No, I'm not Patrick what Mahomes. Of, I
4: can't do that. I can't do that. that.
3: I
0: love ketchup, and I will never put ketchup on steak. Yeah, yeah you, you're,
3: you're, you're you're on steak with ketchup at this point, guys. Oh no, 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 no. no always no. medium rare. Always.
1: Me, yep, yeah, medium rare.
3: I only go uh, – I'm a medium rare, but my wife won't eat medium rare, so I'll get medium so she can have a couple uh, a couple of bites.
4: So. Medium medium is fine too, but medium rare is where it's at. Yeah, it's, it's yeah like medium or medium deep. rare is the only way I'll go. I'll never, it's funny. never go over that.
1: Growing up, my mom and I are medium rare. My dad and her both do not want to see pink at all in their steak, so they always get it well done, which they're psychopaths. Oh. And, yeah, no, like –
4: So I don't they're understand. eating hockey
1: pucks. You're eating cardboard or rubber. Right, exactly. So I make fun of them, and then when I go to eat my steak, because, you know, you see the little blood dripping out, and it's really good. My dad actually not like, blood. Well, but <laughs> shut up. But when I go to eat it, my dad, of course, naturally, because my dad is go, he'll, he'll start mooing as soon as I go to start chewing. Because, you know, I mean, he actually did do that to my aunt once too, which was actually pretty funny. Listen, Well
3: Done Steak is basically just a weapon. You're better off throwing it at a, at a, a burglar or Well Done Steak is basically an oversized hockey puck. You might as well play hockey. Yeah. It. True. Terrible. Also, I heard somebody mentioning Nutella on waffles. I'm not sure who that was. That's solid. That was yeah. A uh, little bit of peanut butter on waffles is good. I'm, I'm just going to stick to the waffle stuff because Well Done Steak is making me depressed now.
1: <laughs> I, Okay. I do – okay. Waffles I will have, but the, if – if I'm at a diner, my first choice is either pancakes or French toast.
4: All right. So, waffle, uh, uh, just to be clear, I don't think any of us here hate waffles. Waffles are delicious. If we're home, probably pancakes are easiest to make. At a diner, most likely French toast because, fuck it, they make it really fast. Oh, yeah. Diner and, French toast is – And good. waffles, diner French you know, toast, waffles, yeah. you can get, it, get them frozen or you can get them at the diner as well. But just – I don't know. I'm, I'm more of a pancake. Bagel waffles sort of are solid. All right. I don't want anybody shitting on that. All right. No, oh, waffles, I agree. Not on either. They're they're fantastic. They're easy to make. Oh,
3: look, if I'm if I'm gonna my I'll wife just honest. ran away from this conversation. She's just shaking her head, going, "What the hell is wrong uh, with you?"
1: <laughs> I will I will tell you my my go to breakfast weekends, bacon, egg, and cheese, is my go to breakfast
4: on a Whatever. roll or a bagel or anything. Oh, you got to get it it's
1: on, on
3: the waffles, guys. It's
1: on a bagel. All all right.
3: Right. What we, about you make croissant. it, get on the waffles. Bacon, egg, and cheese, a little drizzle of maple syrup on the waffles. I'm gonna what have to what, what about
4: What's the that? breakfast sandwich on a croissant? How do you feel about that?
3: Oh Well, it has to be a good croissant because you know croissants are very hit or miss.
4: Yep. right. I break
3: croissants and I've had some you know dry-ass croissants that scratch my throat all the way down.
4: Yeah,
1: I, I'm not a big croissant guy because I just don't like taking that chance. And bagels like are just... Croissants.
0: I'm all, I'm all about the bagels with the
3: bagels. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, as a Long Island Jew, bagels are a very particular thing. It's got to be
4: a good <laughs> bagel, all right. Got to be an everything bagel with with the, with the locks cream cheese, all right. See, I don't do onion, so no, no, not, not everything.
3: No, no, everything. You give me an egg bagel. Honestly, plain bagel is a good cinnamon raisin. I don't do
4: onion.
1: Uh, I I yeah, no, I'm good on the cinnamon raisin. No cinnamon hey, I'm
4: raisin. I'm all about the the whole the whole wheat uh bagels is a fantastic. If you, little bit those are good. If you do plain. the if you get it right, it's good. Whole wheat plain sesame, uh those are pretty good solid choices. Yeah,
3: and then you get it with an iced coffee. It doesn't matter what temperature it is outside, always iced coffee. And oh, I see, drink, coffee see. I only drink black. So, now now
1: but... everybody's gonna get on me. Chris, do you wanna tell everybody or should I just do it myself? What <laughs> that, own I, am, that own I own do it that I did not drink coffee. I don't That's drink. Co- I don't That's drink coffee either. either.
4: No wonder you're so
1: fucking drug. miserable.
3: Caffeine's a hell of a drug. I, stay away from it. Well, I'm see, okay, okay, with okay. That.
1: My 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 biggest vice is soda.
3: soda. Uh, right. Well, that, a now, now, now hold on. What kind of soda? Oh, Coke. All day. Okay, good. I'll allow it. All
4: right. I'll allow it. Doctor Pepper is number one. Don't
1: drink caffeine.
4: You drink Coke? I'm all about it.
1: I I just I I can't I can't I can't do. I've never been a Dr Pepper guy.
3: Oh, it's so good. Well, that's just communism.
1: I mean, that's why I that's why I was a big fan of Butch. All right.
4: (laughs) Anyway, folks, I got to go back to work. Nice talking to you guys.
3: Later, buddy. All right, damn,
0: dude. Good luck. All right, I give you Canada Dry Ginger Ale.
3: Ginger Ale is solid. Dr Pepper. Mr Pib is good. But Doctor Brown's black cherry—that's the best.
1: Ooh! Bark's root beer in a can.
3: Yeah, root beer is disgusting. Root oh, beer is the. Drink
0: I can't do root beer mayo. anymore. I used to love root beer, and now I just I can't. It just tastes like syrup and goo to me now.
3: Oh! There were two no. oh, things God. that I could get rid of and never worry about it. It's root beer and it's mayo. Get rid of both of them. They don't need to exist in this world.
0: But I will awesome. say, out of Canada Dry, blackberry ginger ale and their cranberry is phenomenal.
3: Absolutely. You know, I've never had flavored ginger ale because I only really have it when I'm sick. I'll have to try that.
0: I will say they're they're pretty good. And a little a little trick for for uh, for uh, crockpot aficionados: the Canada Dry cranberry, phenomenal if you throw it in with uh, ham, a corned beef, or a Ooh. pot roast.
3: Gonna have to try that because I love my crockpot. Now, for all you alcoholics out there. You got this, uh, what, Blackberry, uh, Blackberry White Claw. If you got Blackberry Ginger Ale and you got Blackberry White Claw, just mix Blackberry White Claw with regular Ginger Ale. Oh, there you go. I... If you want to, you know, dumb down even more
1: the White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not a fan of the Blackberry, so I, I like, uh, <laughs> it's, it's good. It, you, you know, I, I didn't think I was going to be a fan
0: of it, but I love the Cranberry one and I tried this and this was terrific, um. I actually like these more than I, I – I drink these more now than I do the regular ginger ale. Oh. All
3: right. Well, so what we, Becky we, is upset with me is uh, candy. You know, Nestle Crunch is useless. I'm sorry. They're, they're,
1: oh, no, that's that.
0: Uh, – I'm, I'm with you on
1: that.
3: I'm with no. you No.
0: On it's what? useless. No, nope, I'm with them. Nope, I can't – I don't care for it at all. So, uh, wait.
1: Uh,
3: I'm watching What's Payday. I'd rather eat the Payday.
1: Does, does that mean that you also do not like Bunch of Crunch? It's
3: the same fucking thing.
1: It's, yeah, I was going to
0: say, I what's know, the difference?
3: Of, what the hell is the difference? Of,
1: bunch of Crunch is elite. No,
3: it's it not.
1: It is wow. a top-tier movie theater snack.
3: Yeah, it's elite if it's on the Islanders.
1: <laughs> oh, God, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's, that's that. see, no, that, that, that is just, oh, that is removing Clayton Kershaw after 70 pitches in a perfect game. Oh, boy. Or 80 pitches uh, uh, during their game attempt bad. That is just no... That yeah
3: no, no. You see, when it comes to candy, you know, it's very simple. It's a Nutrageous or it's a Snickers. That's it. So I can
0: do uh, or Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I can do those. Reese's uh, Peanut p- Butter
3: Cups are good. Reese's Pieces get a little old after a while. Butterfingers, no, caught your teeth.
0: Oh yeah, no. Butterfingers. I like Butterfingers, but my god, they destroy. It. Yeah. Although they so do still good. have
3: the best commercials. Art Simpson and Butterfinger will forever be etched in my mind.
1: Also, Nestle commercials. Yeah, Milky Way is a top tier. Uh, no, Milky way, way is bar.
3: garbage. It's below Nestle Crunch. It's there with. Uh, it's there with Chunky, and it's there with Three Musketeers.
0: Ooh. I'll Ooh. give you a, a different candy, not chocolate or anything of that nature. Big Chewy Nerds.
1: Yeah, the, yeah yeah
3: non-chocolate candies those even exist
0: yeah big big chewy nerds are phenomenal
3: anything sour thing all right
1: so i i don't want to stop the food takes i really don't because these are this has actually be very fun but with the second period getting underway i do i do want to know your thoughts dave on where 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 you're at right now with the rangers like especially now seeing them for a couple of games after the trade deadline, all the moving parts that, that have gone on where like if, if, if the season ended today, what is your faith that this team could win one round? Definitely possibly two. And maybe even, you know, win the conference.
3: So it all depends on matchups. Um, Let's assume they get on Berger, Washington in the first round. I think the Rangers smoke both of them. Five or six game series tops. Um, which is kind of funny because I'm going to be on my honeymoon for that series. I'm not going to be able to watch it. Ooh, but Congratulations I- on that. Thank you. Thank you. This is all like eighth attempt at the honeymoon. Thanks, COVID. <laughs> uh. They're going to beat Washington or Pittsburgh into the ground. Uh, After that, honestly, Carolina's – I would have thought – if you asked me this question last week, I I would have said Carolina in five. But with the way that game went yesterday, that's a toss-up now. I think the Rangers can skate with them. That's a good point. And if you look at the goals, um, well, you got the the Sveshnikov goal that was banked in. It's a whole different game if it's 1-0 heading into the third and not 1-1 one one heading into the third. Yep. Is that the, the difference? difference? It could be. I mean, I, that, I, that stupid goal could have been the difference in the game.
1: Yep. And that was one of those last night I was talking to Chris while watching the game, and he got he was living. I, I haven't heard him get that upset about a goal in a very long time. And that puck can't go in that puck. And I said, dude, I'm like, he does that 99, 100 times. Ninety nine times it doesn't go in. I said that was just one of those that was like one of those really stupid kind of bounces that like, okay, that goes in so you know something weird's gonna happen.
0: Yeah. I had to watch it a couple of times and then and then when I saw it I was like god I was like damn I was like, Yeah, that's one of those that's just it's an ugly garbage goal, but that's what happens. And especially, you know, come playoff time, that's what those are the kind of goals that will happen more often than not. Um but, yeah, I think like what Dave said, I, I, you know, we talked about this earlier, the Carolina game, outside of that opening part of the third period, I thought it was it was a, a really well-played, even matched-up game. And I thought the Rangers carried play in, in quite a few parts. I thought they started off terrific. And it was just, yeah, they did. you know, just stupid, a stupid play, and they just took their foot off the pedal.
3: Yeah, and, and we'll see how they do. They play them again next week. And I guarantee you it's going to be the same kind of a game, a little bit of a track rate, uh, track meet. And whichever goalie doesn't make a mistake is what's going to win. And you're better off having Chesterkin make the, those mistakes now in meaningless hockey games than you are in April
1: and May. Oh, for sure. Well, and I, I think it's one of those things where, like I, and we said this earlier, that any postseason matchup the Rangers go into this year, you know they have the edge in net. The only one that you would say they don't have the edge in net, and it's probably a split, is Tampa Bay if they play Tampa.
3: Vasilevsky is wildly overrated.
1: You think so?
3: A hundred. Becky crucifies me every time I say that. I think he is wildly overrated.
1: I, I, I okay. it's weird. I like. I'm almost going to be splitting hairs saying I think, that. I agree no, I, I that think he's that's overrated fair, this year. I, think I, don't know, I don't know if he's wildly overrated, but I do think to a, to an extent he definitely is overrated. I feel like – I think he's one of those, much like Carey Price, if the hockey media says it enough, people think it's true. I mean,
3: he's a pro- I think he's a product of a very good team. Don't get me wrong. He's a good goalie. He's probably a top-ten goalie. Well, I mean, he must be a top-ten goalie in the league anymore. But I think if you put him on – um, let's say, like, give me a team that's really bad defense, or the Flyers. You put him on the Flyers. He's not putting up a 9.25 save percentage. He's a 9.15 goalie on the Flyers. We're at- and is still probably a 9.25. I don't think 9.30, but a 9.25, maybe 9.20 goalie.
0: And, and right now, Vasilevsky's a 9.18 with Tampa.
3: Yeah, and Tampa honestly isn't that good this year.
1: I see. I'm wondering because I, I was thinking that myself too is Tampa that like, are they not that good this year or is it the back-to-back cups? And especially going from the bubble, which they, which a lot of people said was probably the hardest Stanley cup to win because of all the factors involved. And then repeating during the COVID era, I wonder how much that really took out of them.
3: Probably, but they also had to get rid of their entire third line. And if you look at their total goals, they have 239 goals. The only playoff teams with less goals in the East, Boston and the Rangers. And the Rangers were shit offensively for.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, and actually
0: I think Dave brings up a good point. You know, you you talk about how that Tampa team changed before the cup, you know, going into the back-to-back cups. A lot of it was those depth moves and those third line guys, you know, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, both are gone. Um, Tyler Johnson, gone. Yanni Gord. Yanni Gord, gone. Um, so I think, you know, you you have, I think you have a multiple factors going. I think you have, you know, the fatigue of winning back-to-back Cups, the fatigue of going through all the COVID, but then you also have the subtractions that they had to do that were just bound to happen. Um, like I said, I, I just, I don't really, I'm not scared with really any team.
1: Well, in the, I'll give you in the You said, you said for, you know, for a while that, in the playoffs, you wouldn't mind playing, Timmy because you think we match up well against them.
0: Yeah, I think the makeup of our team is very similar to what Tampa Bay did for the last two years. As long as everything's clicking right, and what they've done at the deadline, I, I think I, that's how I feel.
3: Yeah, uh, I think they are a much better matchup for the Rangers, too. Uh, I, but I, that's also playing with fire.
1: Yeah, so it was, is. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be with fire. fire. I'll be the coward on that one and say I don't want to tug on Superman's Cape. Well, you won't
3: have to because the Rangers aren't winning the division. It, it'll take a miracle at this point. And Tampa is likely going through one of Carolina or Florida.
1: Which honestly also works out better for the Rangers at that point because yeah. if they do if they the conference final, that you know at least you know that one of the one of the better teams in the East is going to get knocked out early on.
3: The way it stands right now, Tampa and Toronto uh, have a first-round matchup, and then they face Florida, assuming Florida beats Washington.
1: I got to tell you, I think Tampa Bay takes out Toronto in five.
3: I think Toronto's do. I think we're going to wind up with Toronto in the conference finals against either the Canes or the Rangers.
1: Oof. I'll tell you what—I would take a seven-game series of the Rangers and Leafs.
3: I can't stand Toronto media. I cannot deal with that. I—I I, I can't. Toronto fans
4: are. I'm going uh, to get worse for this
3: one. They're almost <laughs> as bad as the delusional Ranger fans that think the Rangers shouldn't have been sellers, or sorry, shouldn't have been buyers at the deadline. I, or, or I that don't entire, disagree. You know. That that entire sect of the Ranger fans that thinks Henrik Lundqvist was the worst goalie ever. I,
1: I I don't disagree. I I have said for a very long time. Part of the reason why I love watching Toronto fail is because I know how much it tears up their media and fans. Yes, I want Toronto worst. to never have joy ever. <laughs> like, wow!
3: <laughs> I saved that for my. I saved that for the Islanders.
1: Well, the, the Toronto is a step above the Islanders. Oh. Like, if, if if there's a team I hate, you know, maybe close to the Islanders it is Tampa Bay or it is Toronto because I just their fans are so like it, it happened a couple it happened a couple of weeks ago. Somebody from Toronto literally said that Austin Matthews should win the heart unanimously, and he's not even nobody in Toronto's even talking about him being a legitimate heart finalist.
3: Literally everybody's talking.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I was like. I was I, I never had a stronger urge in my life to vomit
3: than reading that. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's gonna win the heart, and it's mostly because Justerkin, you know, came back down to earth in March.
1: Yep,
0: there we go.
3: Other than that, the answer was Justerkin because without him, the Rangers are fighting with the Islanders for that last playoff spot. Oh, oh yeah, God, that's depressing.
1: I mean, well, I mean like, I I don't understand how people can overlook and it it was something that made me laugh, because oh, you got Panera, and you got Crying, and Cryder's having an incredible... Strong missed another
3: fucking empty net.
1: And Strong missed the net again. He is is really trying to not be a Ranger next year.
3: He was never going to be a Ranger next year. He's going to make $7 million on a five, six-year deal. Some... The Oilers are going to sign him to something stupid like that
1: Chris what did I tell you I, I was yeah. talking about that with you the other week I was like he's going to go back yeah. to Edmonton like, it. like, oh, right, I, forgot you,
3: I forgot he was with the Oilers <laughs> <Good. laughs> Alright so uh, What's a team that has money And no offense whatsoever
0: um, Ottawa uh, Ottawa oh,
1: Arizona.
3: caco again How, Am I behind Yes you, I am
1: You might be
3: I'm like three seconds behind. Yep. Image spoiler.
1: I'm sorry, I you know.
0: Yeah, man. that's what you're not supposed to do that for streamers, damn it.
1: Hey man. You know, you know nah. that.
0: You know I'm
3: streaming
1: the game. Listen, <laughs> that's your own fault.
3: Okay, you know what? I'm seeing that. That's a Philip Heedle goal.
1: That was. Heedle, that was a beauty of a pass. You see it even more on the replay. The he, work him Hito and Goodrell
3: force the turnover. Yep. That's just a perfect pass. Holy crap.
1: Yep. That, and that line's been good
0: tonight. That line's that, been
1: good. That's the that's the thing with Hedl that I want to see more of. I, I, I want to see more of that from Hedl. If Hedl can show me that on a consistent basis.
3: Just playing with NHLers. This well, is the that's the first time he's ever had actual NHLers on.
0: That, that,
1: that, that's the other thing too. See,
0: I'll, I'll go, I'll go a step further. I want to see that. And I just, I want to see him stay healthy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, Kako. Yep. It's
1: one of those things where I, I, part of me with Heedle, I think part of the reason why the fan base also is like at this point where he, he, like you, you have a very divided sect of Ranger fans with him is because he's been around now for five years. So you almost, you feel like he should be further along than what he is. But it's not five years. Well, it's not a full five years, but it's been...
3: his three recent. seasons in games played.
1: Right. But it, it, but in terms of just him being like around the organization, I mean, the his rookie year was literally a cup of coffee. And with AV, he was never going to get a legitimate shot but then you know everything moving forward i like i don't know he, he's a weird one like he really is a weird one he's
3: he is a 21st overall pick who's a middle six center what else could you possibly ask for
1: i think when you look at when when you look at him being a first round pick and i think the other problem is the way Leas anderson flopped it threw more pressure on his shoulders indirectly
3: well, they were pegged as the quote-unquote saviors until Kako and Laugh and now both of them. Now he's just kind of lumped in with all the pressure. Yep. They don't need to be the number one guys. They can grow into it. And honestly, it's probably better off for the Rangers for them to mm. not put up ridiculous goal totals while they still have to pay Panarin and, and Truba, and and, and Kreider to an extent, and Sabanajad. You know to keep their costs down until their third contract when they get more cap space. Oh,
1: yeah. No, that actually
3: I, is, I, a totally that is a good point. That is a good
0: point because, you know, we talked about, you know, with Strom probably coming off, you know, coming off for next year, if they're going to bring back, you know, Andrew Kopp, Vitrano and make some other moves or whatnot, you know, what are casualties? That's actually a good point because the, the production, if it's not, you know, lights out, they can't come in and say, "Hey, I want X amount of dollars." You know, you know. Fortunately, Chris Jury's not John Chica and is going to throw out you know mega contracts to players that haven't proved it yet. Um, so that that does bring up a good point because that does get you to a period where you know, hopefully, if these guys, if they're if they're long term, and they develop in and they turn into what you know we're hoping, then you have the funds sitting there. You're you're more readily, especially when the cap's projected to go up. So.
3: Yeah, I mean, we uh, on um, – I, th- I forgot which podcast we talked about this, but we com- we compared the hedl Laugh Cockle line, which is probably what the third line is going to be, to Broussard, Zuccarello, and Pouliot when the Rangers made the cup final. Well,
1: I, if you I get, like that
3: comparison.
1: I if, like that comparison yeah, a lot.
3: If you get the guy – I think it was Rob that said that, Robert Becky. It definitely wasn't me. Uh, if you get the guys that can produce like that, on the third line, and this top six is miles better than that four, that 2014 team's top six. Okay. Oh, this is a team that you need luck in the playoffs, but it's a team that can do a lot of damage.
1: Oh yeah, I I do wonder because I and I, I saw you write about this the other day. I, I retweeted it and uh, I read it. Do do you do you believe? Because I've seen people mention and and think that now, you know, with, with Tractor being eliminated, Krasov's gonna come back. I don't think he's coming back this year and I saw Larry Brooks's unbelievable um article that
0: Was that the three AM one?
1: That it would be a slap in the face to the the, the Rangers in the room if they brought Krasov back to this team.
3: Oh, give me a fucking break with that shit. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I I, I don't look at it that, that way. I don't think the play is this that way either. I think a lot of players are saying, look, if he buys in and he's committed to helping this team win, if somebody goes down, we'd love to have him on the roster if he helps us win a cup. I, I think that was one of Brooks trying to his own narrative. And, but I, I, just, I do wonder, is there really an avenue back, do you think, for Krasov? Uh-oh, did I disconnect? Oh, damn. No, he's still here. Oh, okay. No.
0: Did we lose Dave?
1: I don't know. Dave?
0: I think we might have lost Dave.
1: Uh-oh. I, I well, Chris, I know you don't think Krasloff's coming back. If he ain't coming
2: back this year. Where are they going to play him? They don't need him this year. Next year, totally different well, story. I,
1: I, I think just bringing him back over as insurance for anybody um, if I they think it hurt. all depends I, I think it all depends on to be honest I
0: think if you're talking next year I think it all depends on what this group does um I just I mean I don't know I would have thought if they were gonna if they were gonna trade them it would have happened at the deadline or they're gonna trade them at the draft at the draft if they don't trade them at the draft then you have oh, to, the cool. expectation
3: is, I missed that one oh, this is this is gonna get ugly. So, um, I, sorry, someone was at my door and it turns out my wife left and ran an errand and I had no idea she even left the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah,
3: okay. So, yeah, I totally missed, uh, uh I was going to say something on Kaka, uh, craft Kravtsov, another turnover, holy, oh, how are they this bad? How they are, are they bad? are
1: unbelievably, they are unbelievably pitiful.
0: They are looking like Ottawa, for, uh, this is looking like the Ottawa.
1: That was a that was a great pass by Truba. Oh um, god. I I just I really wonder cuz I I just I I really don't think that this 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 relationship could be mended between the Rangers and Kraftsoff. I I feel like there's just too much animosity there.
3: If the Jesse pull, who you, who you, Jesse P in Edmonton, his uh, oh, I last name. If that can work out, Kravsov can work out. But I think Kravsov is gone in a trade for a legitimate two C next year. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think the Rangers keep both Cop and Heedle. So I think. It's Kravsov and Heedle for legit two C, and they get cop for cheap, or they just trade Kravsov Lundqvist, and they just let cop walk.
1: I I I'm not gonna lie, I'd be very
3: upset if they let cop walk. I mean, he's the perfect replacement for Strom. He mm. plays, he clicks with Panarin. He plays middle six. He takes offensive zone penalties. It's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I do I, think I think it all rolls back to what what I said earlier I think the playoffs is a big a big tell on what the Rangers are going to do yeah I uh,
3: I am a little worried that somebody like the Vetrano or a Cop's going to have a monster playoffs and they're going to overpay him the way they did with Brendan and they're just going to eat it for four years they could yeah that, I mean, that, would, you, you that could.
1: would be a nightmare scenario
3: um it cops going to have a, a monster playoffs. They're going to sign him to a four year, $7 million contract. And then they're going to put him on defense.
0: Oof. <laughs> <laughs> All right. La- last one I got for you. Cause you know, obviously Kreider hitting the 50, the, the huge monument for, for not just himself, but for Rangers period. Do you think with the games left, there's, there's some matchups that are favorable here. Do you think he could hit Yager or possibly top Yager? Nope.
3: The Rangers are oh. going to be resting players down the stretch. I don't think they're going to rest Kreider just because he's going for the record. But I think they're, they're going to sit Mika. They're going to sit Panarin. They're they're already sitting Lafreniere. They're going to sit Fox. I think. I, I think he gets to fifty three. I think he passes Ooh. Graves. I think he's one short of Yager.
1: I I agree. I told you, Chris. I don't think he can. I I don't think he gets the record. I just I I think he's gonna run out of runway. I I you know, he, he slowed down a little bit from his ridiculous pace earlier and barring some you know, barring him pulling out a hat trick in, in one of these final games, I, I don't think he's gonna do it. Well, we got Detroit coming up.
3: That is true.
1: Yeah, but you know those games. We you know, against Detroit we have issues. Well they Jim have Jimmy Hallett, Howard
3: defensive stall yeah,
2: or Mark Stahl yeah <laughs> that's right you know
1: so
0: all right you didn't ask this oh okay because this is how it's always gone because one person passes it on to one and then the next and the next and the next dave have you ever tried the prime rib at the garden no
3: but that's mostly because i think i've only been to the garden like once or twice in the last four years
0: too expensive all right, i will tell you it's not bad if you if you get if you get it fully you can get it fully loaded, it's twenty two bucks for a sandwich. But Nick can confirm because Nick has been hearing about this freaking prime rib sandwich just at the beginning of the season from yes. from our buddy. Nick, right? You you
1: finally got it on Saturday. I, I got it on Saturday, can confirm. Absolutely delicious. So what
3: do you mean by fully loaded? Because I have So some, it comes I, with I have some issues.
1: Two, two different kinds of onions, mozzarella cheese and uh, I didn't get the mushrooms on it because I don't like mushrooms. But you can get mushrooms on it, too. And it comes with a uh, au jus.
3: All right. All right, I can do that. Onions depends on how heavy-handed they are with the onions.
1: It's a, it's a crispy
0: fried onions, and then oh, it's caramelized. No oh, apple oh, slices, oh, Okay, there. good,
3: good, good. Those are the good ones. Like, we're not just talking about there's like, random sauteed onions. We got caramelized. We got the crispy fried. All right, I'm good.
0: That, yeah, I, if I am ever
3: back at the garden anytime soon.
0: And it's twenty two bucks, but it's it's a decent sized sandwich. It's not like yeah. one of these stupid little like brat brat dogs that you pay like fifteen dollars for. And it's like it's a no. It's oh, that good... girl
3: headbanging in the background is awesome.
1: Yeah, she's she's she,
3: she, <laughs> now, she is rocking right now. out. I like that. She's awesome. <laughs>
1: you know her team's getting absolutely smacked, and she doesn't even care. Good for her.
3: <laughs> yeah, seriously, she's having the best time.
1: Like no, but I, I I can't confirm. The prime rib is absolutely delicious.
3: Uh,
1: the 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 garden cameraman got me on garden vision with it dripping down my chin. Nice. Uh, on, yeah, no, it was absolutely. Awesome. Chris was just sitting there, pulled out his phone, took a picture. He's like, dude, I'm eating my sandwich. I'm not getting up.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I was eating, Yeah, I'm on camera. I'm like in behind. I'm sitting behind everybody. I'm like, I felt like I felt like Cali in the uh, Road to the Winter Classic. I just wanted to enjoy my damn chicken parm.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: like, next
3: time I go I'm going to have to get this and I'm going to spend another what 80 bucks on beer <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, and there was a guy in line where we are getting the prime rib he had sweet potato fries Those I, look really, good. I really wanted to get them they looked really good Um, so if someone in the garden and has, has had these sweet potato fries please confirm or deny how delicious they are because the next time I go I will get them um, they but they looked phenomenal. That was my biggest knock about the prime rib was that I didn't get any fries with it. I wanted, like, something else with it.
3: See, fries are very hit or miss at the garden because you can get great fries, but you can get fries that are burnt to a crisp or just too soggy, and it's just like, what the fuck am I eating here?
1: And and it's tough when you pay, you know, the money that you pay at the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, and that was the one thing I, I did pay twenty two dollars for the prime rib. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was worth twenty two. It's worth it. No, it's it's yeah. one of the
0: things that's worth it.
3: All right. Oh, yeah. I'll there have to go. convince the white. See if we can get a babysitter and go to a ranger game.
1: I would say go south Detroit.
3: Um, we are trying to avoid COVID before the honeymoon, so we're not going to the garden anytime soon.
1: That that is a good idea. I will. Yeah, it out. is would, a priority
3: yeah. for us too because you now it's. Two days in Rome, a Mediterranean cruise. If I can't go on this trip, I might stab somebody.
0: Oof! Yeah, you don't want to mess with that.
1: Understandable. No, yeah. that, that that is definitely
3: understandable. I'm going to go full hermit for the next month.
1: I don't. I I cannot say that I blame you.
0: <laughs> no better place to do it. Yeah, that's for sure.
1: That is
0: true. All right, all right, so,
1: is, all right. Are, are you ready to bring this home? Chris? Yeah, I think
0: that's yeah, I think that's pretty much it. That's pretty much exactly where we wanted to we wanted to wrap it up. So um, well, wrapping up everybody. with the prime rib. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm like freaking. Now I'm actually craving a damn thing. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: Now, I'm, now, now I'm, I'm thinking about it. Now I'm hungry. <laughs>
3: yeah, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm gonna go heat up some pizza probably.
1: Oh, there you go. That that's a big win. Hey,
0: what in doubt? Pizza is always a winner. Uh, that's yeah. right.
3: New York pizzas. You know, sorry, I, I I know you're in Philly, I can't do. There, there's nothing good in Philly, sorry. No, there's
1: not. I, 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 well, I'll say this, Philly has some solid pretzels.
3: You know, I never had a pretzel uh, from Philly, from Philly.
1: Philly pretzels are not bad, you know, the cheesesteaks are what they're known for, they're good. I could care, care
3: less. It's quince, care less, holy crap.
1: Yeah, Chris, come on, dude, we learned about this yesterday with Tony D. If, what? You could,
3: if you could care less, then go ahead and fucking care less.
1: Right, it's couldn't care
0: less. I Did I say
3: couldn't care less?
1: No, no you said you. I could. Oh,
3: care less. I said I could
0: care less. <laughs> Ooh, no, yeah, couldn't. Sorry. Uh,
3: don't be a Tony D. Andrew. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off. All right, thanks Dave, thanks for,
1: for joining me. us. Appreciate
3: no it. No problem. Right. Thank
1: you, Dave. I appreciate it. Yep.
0: Bye, guys. Later. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much that's that's what we got. And um, that is what we got. Thanks to everybody that jumped in jumped, of our tour. about doing this. You know, maybe we'll do some stuff during the playoffs. Um, I know we were talking about doing kind of you know reactions because what's 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 better than New York reactions after immediately after a playoff game? Um, so we'll see how that kind of all shakes out. Yeah, if
1: you want all my anger and madness, if we it lose, it won't be anger. It won't be anger. It
0: it'll be good if, times.
1: Good times are lose,
0: coming. The good if, times are rolling. Uh-huh. So, Alright, all right. that's all we got You can catch the podcast 30 on Broadway is basically everywhere On every podcast app You can imagine um, You can listen to it there The Thefhn.net is our, our Parent home, there's other podcasts On there for teams in the NHL There's other writers Nick writes for the Rangers on the website There, so the thefhn.net And we will see you all next time
1: Good evening